please, 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 please read my book. Um. Please, 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 please read my book. I'm begging you. I just want some feedback. I just want some feedback. That's all I want. Just give me some feedback. Read the book. Give me some feedback. I'll be good. Heard that before? I think a lot of us have. What do you say to a writing friend who wants you to read their book and give you feedback? Sometimes their pleas, they wear you down. And you agree, which means now you have other problems, right? You have the problems with it's a newbie writer and oh, now what are you going to say about their book that doesn't ruin the friendship? This week's video is all about how to nicely decline, graciously decline to read and provide feedback for your newbie writing friends. And if you're a newbie writer yourself, a beginner writer, you probably want to watch this too because you'll learn why your friend, your writing friend doesn't want to read it. If they do, great. And I have another video coming next week on how writers tell their beginning writer friends or deliver the, the bad news. But that's next week. This week it's about writers who have to find a gracious way to just say no. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. I've got writing tips, author tools, and hopefully you'll even find some inspiration. If you haven't already, please join our writing community here and hit subscribe, click notify, and then it'd be extra awesome if you could drop a comment. And I know you'll definitely have some comments on this one because a lot of us have been asked to read books that we just we don't want to read for a variety of reasons. So if you've ever been there, I've got seven nice, gracious ways that you can decline, and they're still authentic, they're still real, to decline reading your writing friend's book. We've all been there, right? That plea to read, give feedback, and the feedback they want is nice feedback. We know that. And I have another video about that coming too. But you know, sometimes writers, we just simply don't have the time or we know what's involved in that whole process and we just don't want to go there. Maybe we'd like to, but there's only so much time in our day. And if their writing is amateur, then that opens up a whole nother kettle of worms. Can of worms? Can of worms. <laughs> How do you say no gracefully and authentically? Because if you're like me, it's hard to lie. Number one, as much as I'd like to do that for you, there just isn't enough time in my schedule to accommodate reading and providing feedback. Now, this is great, but there's a caveat to this. If you're going to tell them you don't have enough time, don't go on social media for the next four months and 
tell everybody how bored you were or that you just sat and binged watch something on Netflix because they will see that post and that will hurt them and they will know you were lying. So only give this excuse if it is the honest to God truth. Number two, I am very uncomfortable providing editorial and developmental feedback and critique for either a personal reason and or a professional reason and or a personal and professional reasons. Personal reasons could be something like, I'm not comfortable providing feedback. Personal reason could be, I'm not comfortable giving advice because I worry that my advice may backfire, that I, it may take away your voice, that I might ruin your story somehow or your chances of getting picked up by an agent. I worry I would miss something vital. Those are all totally valid reasons and something we actually think about too. On a professional level, you could say simply that I no longer offer free critiques because of time constraints. For many professional writers, you know, big time authors or authors putting a lot of books out there, there simply isn't enough time in the day to do that. And if they do have time, they want to get paid for their services because they're professionals. So their feedback, their critique, it's, it's going to be worth money. And you would also say, besides being uncomfortable providing that editorial feedback, is that you just, you don't want that on you, that burden of ruining the story on you. Number three, you could say, I don't know enough about that genre to be helpful. I don't think I could critique a mystery or fantasy because I simply don't know enough about that genre and it would be the truth. So I could read it and say, yeah, it's great or it's terrible, but what do I know about that genre? About Number four, I don't know enough about developmental editing to be helpful to you. There are things called developmental editors, right? I have a whole, almost an hour, 45 minutes, um, talking to a developmental editor and she's going to come on again and actually talk more about developmental editing. It's that big. It's people do this for a living. They get paid big dollars for it. So if you don't feel comfortable about it, the feedback you're giving your friend isn't really going to be enough. Remember, normally the feedback they're looking for is, oh, this is great. I really loved it. But if you are an author and you sell a lot of books and you're a professional author or you're just, you know, you've taken your writing to the next level, you know that if it's a book that's lacking, you're going to feel compelled because you want to help that person. And just to say, oh yeah, that's great. You're going to feel like, oh, I just, I didn't do that person a justice. I didn't do them justice. I didn't do their story justice. And that's why a lot of times that writers have to, you know, graciously find ways to say, no, I can't read your book. And once again, the whole development, developmental aspect thing is big and burdensome and cumbersome and a job in itself. Number five is I am not a fan of that genre, not a fan of that subject. I'm not a fan of that time period. I'm not a fan of that culture, subject matter, whatever it may be. So my opinion would be biased. 
there are certain books I just can't read because of the subject matter. I just, it, it makes me cringe. I just don't like it. And so the book could be the greatest book in the world and it could make all the money in the world, but the subject to mat matter to me, I don't like it. So therefore I'm going to give a biased opinion. So if that's the case with your friend's book, there is a great gracious way of getting out of reading and critiquing that. Number six, our writing styles or our voice are so vastly different that it would be impossible for me to give valid feedback, to give good feedback. Once again, we all have our own styles, our own voice. And if you think about the look inside feature right on Amazon, a lot of times that even determines what we like to read, the voice, the style that we like. Oftentimes I will open up a book and I'll look into that look inside feature and I'm like, oh, I don't like this author's voice. So I'm not gonna buy it. I don't wanna read any more of it. So once again, how can you really give, provide good feedback if the, if the style is something that you just don't like? right? You don't get, they're vastly different. Maybe they're long and flowy, very, with a lot of long fancy words. Maybe yours is short and faster paced. And so it's hard, harder to give valid feedback on something where your voices are extremely different. Think of it as going with a friend where you shopping with a friend, right? Ladies, I'll do this for the ladies. You're shopping with your friend and your style is classic and um, classic monotone and your friend has bo boho style. Anything they pick out, any boho outfit they pick out, you're gonna go, I don't like that. Doesn't mean it's a bad outfit. It just means you're not able to judge it accurately because you don't like the style. And the same for them. They're gonna look at your classic style of monochromatic colors and go, boring, I don't like that. So that is also a gracious and valid reason why you cannot read and give feedback on your writing friend's novel. Number seven and the last one, and this is for first time writers. You can tell them if they're a beginner writer, if they're a first, this is their first novel, that there is such a big learning curve for a newbie that it's best if you go to someone who is a developmental editor and specializes in that. It's their job after all. So they will provide the best feedback for them, something that you can't do because of the time. Those are my seven reasons. I hope I gave you some ideas or different ways of saying those. Next week's video is going to be all about when you couldn't say no and you ended up reading your beginner or new writer friend's book and now you have to give feedback and what are you going to say and ways to soften the blow to soften the blow so I will that's going to be a longer video and I will post that next week also and also I want to give a quick plug for my master's class which is coming soon it is on the power of archetypes and how to craft a more masterful sentence so there's tricks and things I tell you about that will help you build like nuanced layered characters and archetypes or not but looking at it through an archetype a lens of an archetype and those traits and also looking at 
those ways that the masters wrote a sentence that was just beyond, that was just beautiful. How they did it, we're going to look at it, pick it apart, and you're going to go, aha, I can do this with my own writing. Until then, writers, remember to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye. <laughs>